Blog Talk Radio. Once again, 
for another episode of The Right Voice. As you know, we're here every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, sometimes a little bit longer if we go into overtime. Well, we are excited about tonight. We launched a month ago a new feature. You could call it On The Right Voice. And that is where we have what we call some table talk, political potpourri, if you will. And uh, we'll end each month, each uh, the last Tuesday of every month. I will have a guest host with me. That guest host is none other than Christy King. And then we'll invite one or two other people on as well to take part in the table talk. And then we also allow people who are listening, who may want to just sort of be impromptu or on the spot guest co-hosts as well. And so if you hear a segment that interests you and you think that, you know, I'd like to sit around the metaphoric table and and shoot the breeze and have some table talk about that issue, then call in and and you can join us maybe for that segment or, or another or segment or two, actually. So that's the deal. And in order to do that, you need the call-in number. So the call-in number is 646-200-3715, 646-200-3715. So again, thank you for joining us. I want to remind you also that The Right Voice is on social media. All right, we are on Twitter and we are on Facebook. At Facebook, you can like us. And you go to The Right Voice Radio and like us over there. And then Twitter, it is at The Right Voice One. At The Right Voice One. And I'm I'm asking you to just hit us up and show us some love. And so right now I'm going to do what I would do, what I used to do as a teacher. When I wanted someone to do something, I would say, when I wanted the students to do what I said, I'd stop and go, I'll wait. We've all heard our teachers do that in the past. And then I became one of those teachers who did it myself. I'll wait. So I, I'll just wait while you just head on over to Twitter and head on over to Facebook. It just takes a couple seconds to show us some love over there. And that way you can be uh, on top of what's going on with the right voice. So please do that. Well, all right. I have uh, two guests, obviously, with me tonight. As I mentioned, I have Christy King, who was with me uh, last time. Christy King is my very, very good friend, my really my sister from another mister, as you would say. And uh, she will be a regular here when we do uh, table talk and political potpourri. And uh, and then I also have uh, Jackie Siciliano. And uh, so she's joining us today. Let me just, just quickly tell you a little bit about each of them. And then we're going to jump right in because we, we don't have any time to waste tonight because it's going to be fiery tonight. Christy, is uh, she works for KHIS Christian Radio. But she's, she's, she is very involved in local politics in interstate of Missouri. She's been involved in state politics. She worked on the campaign staff uh, locally for Ellen Brandom when she's running for office. She's been in national politics. She worked for our U.S. Congressman Jason Smith um, recently as well. But now she is at KHIS Christian Radio and still very much involved in, uh, in, in local politics. And then we have Jackie. And Jackie is a wife. She's a mom. She's self-employed. She, like Christy and myself, is a Christian. She is also a councilwoman 
So she is very much involved in the political arena. She is a Palin supporter. She's a conservative. She's a community volunteer. She is all that and so much more. So, and then there's me. I'm just Adrian. And uh, so we're, the three of us, three ladies are together. Hi, Jackie, and hi, Christy. How are you tonight? Let's start with you, Jackie. How are you doing? Doing great, Adrian, and thank you so much for inviting me to join you tonight. I can't wait to do this. We've got so many exciting things to talk about, and uh, it's just wonderful to uh, sit down and chat with you again. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for joining uh, joining the Right Boys tonight. Christy and, and I are glad to have you. Christy, how are you? I am doing absolutely wonderful this evening, and for the record, there's no such thing as just Adrian. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> See, that's why that's why I have you on here, Christy, because uh, you, you what, make me uh, feel special. Make you feel special? Okay. Make you feel special, <laughs> yes, yes. So, so, ladies, listen, this is the deal. This is so laid back and so relaxed. This is what I love about Table Talk. We can just just throw some topics out and just bounce off of one another. We don't have to agree with one another. We might get fired up. We might agree. We might disagree. We might not know. We might not know what to think. But um, but we are going to jump in. So once again, the phone number is 646-200-3715. All right, ladies, I, I want to start off by talking about this uh, Republican uh, heated race that, that we're in the midst of. We know the Iowa caucus is less than a week away. It is, it, it's coming down to, to nitty-gritty time, all right? And, uh, and we know that, that Donald Trump is the front-runner. He's still, he's still leading. In fact, there, there's, a new poll, there's a new poll out now, and I'll just look at my numbers here because uh, the numbers are just like, wow. Donald Trump is at, at 31% as far as Iowa Republican uh, president in the Iowa Republican presidential caucus, 31, a Quinnipiac University poll, likely Republican caucus goers, 31% Trump, 29% Cruz, 13% Rubio, Carson has split way down, 7%, and Rand Paul at 5%. So needless to say, Trump is still leading. Now, National Review. I want to start with National Review because they made a huge attempt to take Trump down. And um, that's interesting for such a conservative outlet to take him down. And it ended up causing them to be disinvited from the GOP debate that's taking place on February 25th. Now here's what they say, and then I want to ask you guys what what your what your thoughts are about about Trump in general and this whole situation. They're saying, look, Trump is not a conservative, and they they cite some examples. You know, he praised the stimulus. He he doesn't talk about policy. They say he supported single payer health care one time, supported massive wealth tax, uh, defended eminent do, domain, and that's he gets a lot criticized a lot for that. He's raised money for the Clintons. He's been a champion of Planned Parenthood. He's shown allegiance to the Democrat Party. Um, they, they cite the fact that he wanted, said he wants to ban Muslims temporarily. They say he doesn't know the Constitution, that he's all about making deals, that he's vulgar, et cetera, et cetera. They don't believe he is a conservative. And so they made this move to try to get people to, to, to unite people against him, really. All right? So, Jackie... What are your thoughts about that whole thing? Um, where do you stand on their attempts 
to defeat him before he wins. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, we, we've seen this before, really, um, out of the GOP establishment, um, mm-hmm. you know, most notably with, with Governor Palin. I mean, you know, you get the hate from the, the, the left just because you stand perhaps for something different. Uh, but mm-hmm. then when you get it directed to you from the people who maybe should be your cheerleader, um, I think it's a, it's it's just really, you you start to pay more attention to it. Now, mm-hmm. with regards to a lot of the things that National Review has said, I don't know that I necessarily disagree with them, but mm. Donald Trump seems to be the populist candidate at the moment. You know, mm-hmm. he's not part of any establishment. Um, he keeps touting that he can get bills done. He can work together with people. Uh, and I think that there's a good number of people out there, uh, maybe who they aren't really conservative. Sometimes they're called blue, uh, blue dog Democrats, uh, oftentimes independent, that they're tired of the gridlock. And mm-hmm. if they think that Donald Trump can get it done, so be it. They don't care mm-hmm. if he's conservative. They don't care if he's supported things that maybe don't align with their values. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I'm not... I appreciate, as I said last uh, last week uh, uh, with Steve Bannon on Breitbart, I mean, I appreciate a lot of the conversations that Donald Trump is starting. Um, I'm just mm. not sure he's as conservative as I would like him to be. Okay. Christy, what about you? Uh, yeah, actually, I completely agree with what Jackie is saying. Um, I, I, I think that the American people in general, uh, believers, non-believers, uh, they're just so fed up with the politics as usual, and um, they they are willing they're willing to like sweep his past support on things under the rug, mm-hmm. um, because they think that he because he is a loud mouth. I mean, he's he speaks his mm-hmm. mind, and he doesn't care what people think, and he's going to say whatever he wants to say. And I think mm-hmm. that that's kind of the mindset of what the way people are right now. And I, I too agree with Jackie. I, I don't, I see the, see it the same way she does. I, I'm not sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure that he's as conservative as what he is leading us to believe at this point. However, and I know we're probably going to get, obviously we're, I know we're going to get to this. And this might be kind of segue into it, but you know, I Governor, Governor Palin's endorsement of him. I I I don't know if she would endorse somebody like that without having very deep conversation with him to make sure that he really is lined up with the conservative movement, seeing mm-hmm. the things that she ha- that she has always support uh, supported, like life and you know. Uh, not uh, being against Obamacare or single pay or whatever. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, you know, and among so many other things. So yeah, right. I, it's, it's just all around interesting. That's it is. I, yeah. <laughs> it, it is interesting. Um, Jackie and Christine, the thing is no, no one can know. No one can know whether Trump is a, is a, uh, right. has changed and he's now this conservative. I mean, we don't know. All we know is he, we don't know. That he believes in something and now he doesn't believe in it, believe in it, you know, and what do you do? You just take his word for it. I mean, what else do you have to go on? So you either believe him or you don't. My deal with this though, is the national view. I'm not sure it's their place though, 
to tell the American people that they don't know what they're doing. And I think that's where they got themselves into, into some trouble. But what is here's the deal that I, that I want you ladies to try to help me out. I mean, you're both Christians. You know, how do you explain to me, explain to me how evangelicals are so supportive of Trump? We have Jerry Falwell Jr., I believe it was today, who endorsed um, Trump. If not, if not yesterday, it was today. Yeah. Robertson of Duck Dynasty, and then you mentioned um, Governor Sarah Palin, Chrissy, and, and they support him, and, and yet people call him vulgar, and what's, what's the deal with the, the, the evangelical embrace of Donald Trump? Either of you can just, you know. Adrian, I have no answers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm stumped. I have no answers. Christy? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I, I, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> I'm really? speechless. Yes. I, I really don't know that I have any answers. Hmm. I, I think another issue that, you know, he's this, he's that, he believes this, he's done this. There's so much media out there. Um, is it reliable? Isn't it reliable? There was one story that, uh, you know, he he was a Democrat, but then another story said when he unearthed his um, his uh, voting records or his voting affiliation, he'd been a Republican since 1980. Um, so I, I think that that adds to a lot of the confusion when there's just so much information out there that's muddying the water, um, and you just don't know if it's correct or not. Right. I did see I did see a, a video clip. Uh, an old video clip from probably maybe early eight, late 80s, early 90s of an interview. He was on Oprah's show, and uh, and he sounded extremely conservative. So, I mean, I I'm, I agree. There's so many different things that are out there that it just kind of it kind of muddy. I, um, it does. It muddies the water, and you're kind of like, well, is he? Isn't he? Is he? You know? And right. It's just. It, it's it's just hard. It's like, what do you believe? And it's like what you just said, Adrian. We don't know because we really don't have anything solid because he's not a typical politician. He's not a politician. Right. So, so we don't have, have a voting record. record. Exactly. Right. We don't have a track record on anything other than what his few interviews and, and you know, and who knows what he was really right. believing. Was he speak? Was he like just talking to to please whoever was interviewing him at the well, time? We- we do have records of of what he you know we he has done and who he's contributed to and things like that you know um we, we we have record of that of course which is which is um doesn't seem to to lean conservative but like you said sometimes he sounds like a conservative but that's the deal he is a businessman and he does talk a lot about I can make a deal. I can make a deal. And some people say that's great because we have so much gridlock that we need someone who can make a deal. And then other people say that's a problem when you hear people talking like that because does that mean I'm willing to sell out? It seems like we've got a lot of deal making going on. And so we we, we really don't know. But I am, like I said, I'm curious about evangelicals who are supporting him. You guys know about when he got up and made a speech and he said, you know, he, he quoted at Liberty University, Two Corinthians, Corinthians and, yeah. and, and they they raked him over the coals over that. Let me ask you two ladies: Is was that a big deal or not? The two Corinthians thing, big deal, no big deal. What? I it in a way it kind of is because mm-hmm. I mean if he's trying to dupe 
people into thinking that he's some, you know, quote unquote, and I don't like the word religious, but you know what I mean, religious man, you know, um, it, it's kind of because, I mean, it was like whenever he said 2 Corinthians, when I heard it, I was like, what, huh? I was like, "Where's what's 2 Corinthians? You know, it didn't even register with me because it's always been 2 Corinthians, you know? And so I, it, I don't know that it's a huge, big deal. The only mm-hmm. thing for me is that he's, that no matter what crowd he's talking to, he's, he's catering, which, I mean, I guess you should do that to an extent, but you still have to be true to who, you're, who you are in these rallies. You know, mm-hmm. and I and I kind of felt like that that was forced, like he was trying to force himself right. to look like I think that's, he was yeah. some religious man. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think forced is exactly the right word because my husband and I actually had this discussion, mm-hmm. and I, I said to me, if if you've had much reading of the Bible and and so forth, it's Second Corinthians. It just it just right. rolls off the tongue, right? Uh, so that told me that. Maybe it was a slip of his own tongue. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But if it wasn't, and if it is a little forced, as Christy was saying, that also tells me that whoever prepared him for that speech also had no idea what they were really talking about. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I don't think it was a slip of the tongue. I heard him say that he's heard it. He said, "Well, I've heard it said both ways." Um, Second Corinthians and two Corinthians. You know, I don't think anybody has he heard anybody saying two Corinthians. Um, but. I remember listening to the speech and it jarred me. I mean, I wasn't even sure. It, it sounded so awkward. I wasn't even sure what he was, what he was talking about for a second. Exactly. Um, you exactly. know, but is it a big deal? Is it not a big deal? You know, like you guys said, if he's trying to pretend to be someone he's not, you know, then it becomes a big deal. Listen, we have a caller, and so I'm going to take this call, and uh, and then we'll come back. Hi, caller. You're on the right voice. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Don't take me back to the morning. Is this I Ron? Know who this is. <laughs> is this Ron? This is Ron. How are you doing? Hi, Ron. Um, thank you for being our impromptu uh, table talk co-host. And I think you want to weigh in on this evangelical Trump issue. Yeah. Yeah, I was driving home, so I pulled over, and uh, I think the reason why that we have this Trump phenomenon is because people are so frustrated, angry, exasperated about the last seven years and Obama, and how he has, quote, fundamentally transformed America, that they see Trump as the person who is going to counterbalance what Obama has done. It's, it's, it's a feeling which is not good because we're supposed to be discerning. We're not supposed to be basing um, decisions on, on on feelings. But I think that is what's going on, and that's an explanation of the Trump phenomenon. Mm. And they're just so fed up. That's interesting. Um, I've heard people say that 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 evangelicals are not. Um, they're not just dimensional voters right now. They're they're looking at a at a larger picture. I've also heard people say that there is a lack of discernment. You mentioned discernment that some people are getting caught up in the whole thing. You know, I don't know. I don't I like I like Christy said, I do believe knowing knowing um her heart somewhat that the Governor Palin endorsement uh would not have come had she not felt like this was the right thing to do. But of course I guess everybody feels like what they're doing is the is the right thing to do as well. Um, but it has baffled yeah, um, it has baffled some people. 
Adrian, I'm, and I'm not speaking about what Governor Palin has or has not done. I'm just mm-hmm. speaking in generalities. When you see right. that, that 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 we've got the Iranians are chanting "Death to America" and mm-hmm. and 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 Iran, um, you know, I read someplace that there are 500 deaths, American soldiers' deaths, that are attributed to the Iranians um, since we've been in Iraq and Afghanistan. And when you see the Iranians chanting death to America and we're paying them $150 billion to build nukes to destroy us, and then you have Trump that's saying, hey, this is a bad deal, okay? Mm-hmm. That's what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I can see where people are coming from, but we've got to be more wise and, 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 and discerning. And perhaps, you know, I'm sure, you know, Governor Palin is, she probably has sat down and, and talked, and, and, and we don't know what kind of discussions they had, but she felt comfortable to put her name on the line and endorse them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, Ron, thank you. Thank you so much for, for weighing in You're on welcome. that and giving us some insight there. All right. Thank I'm you. Let's... Home now. I'll be listening. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ron. All right. Now, ladies, let's stay there a little bit uh, on that endorsement because – Jackie, you are well. I'll let you tell us if if you want to, whom you are supporting in this election. After a great deal of consideration and reading and listening, uh, I, I decided to throw my endorsement to uh, Senator Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like he's the most articulate candidate. I feel like he's uh, he he really stands up to the GOP, and and to me, that's what drew me to that candidate because in in that particular sense he did remind me of governor palin and Mm -hmm. he's had this experience arguing before the supreme court and winning Uh, and 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 that's a a very important point that is not often discussed although maybe the last couple of weeks i've heard it a little bit more is that you know the next president of the united states uh there's probably going to be some openings there on that supreme court uh, and that's just not a temporary appointment. That's a lifetime appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, so those particular um, um, Supreme Court justices that will be appointed, quite frankly, could be with us the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm in a situation, and and Christy, I'm going to ask you, but I'm in a situation where I really, you know, from the beginning there were people who were just not on my list. Before, I, I didn't have a a person I was definitely going to support, but I had some that I definitely was not going to support. Okay. And now I'm, 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 I still haven't decided. I'm really praying about it because I want God. I'm trying to get God's wisdom in this. And um, Christy, are you in that same boat or have you come up? Have, have you reached your decision yet? <laughs> yes, so, I yeah, am I mean, in that same. Yeah, I am in the okay. same boat. Um, I just, uh, I, I'm like you, Adrian. I, I, I'm just at the point where I'm just kind of just weighing things out, praying about it. I mean, just, I mean, I totally respect Governor Palin. I'm probably one of her biggest supporters. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not going to jump in behind somebody just because somebody else endorsed that person. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that to me, I think, through research and, and prayer, I need to make that decision on my own. I respect her decision. That's that's up to her. She's free to support and endorse whoever she wants. But it's not going to change my 
opinion or my vote just because of that. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, so I'm just weighing things out and I, I, I look at, I, you know, I, I look at, and Adrian, we talked about this the other night. I look at um, like the people that God used in the Bible and what kind of people they were. So, I mean, mm-hmm. in that sense, meaning what he what can mean, use, kind of meaning, meaning like, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Noah was a drunk. No, and you know, um, I, and I can't okay. remember. So make a whole list. But okay, so you're saying people, people that were not exemplary people, people that were right, people that right. had issues. They had a ba- they had a past. They had a background. They had baggage. But yet, mm-hmm. God was able to use those people in a huge, extraordinary way. You mm-hmm. know, so I can't I can't limit God on being able to use somebody like Trump. Right. You know, because okay. um, right. I mean, he could definitely do that. So yes, I mean, but still, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm totally weighing things out, and I have not 100% made up my mind. And it may be one of those things where I walk in that day to go vote and then decide then for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, now, I mean, it's just it's that tough to me. Right. And, and, so and, and in New Jersey, we don't even yeah. have a primary until the beginning of June. So who's to say oh that goodness. the can't right? Who's to say that the candidate I've chosen? Will even be right. there come early June. Rem- yes, I you're right. Sure, I remember feeling that. But let with this whole thing about the endorsement, though. I mean, like Christy said, you know, and, and I'm I'm with her on that. That that um, I listen to people, I respect, but ultimately I have to make a decision. Um, they have been talking the last couple of days about the Palin effect, her endorsement. Um, it seems as if they said in some polling, uh, Cruz really dropped. He had a bad bad week. Okay, with the Iowa governor coming out against him because of uh, ethanol, uh, did I get that right? Yes, and uh, and then Governor Palin's endorsement, etc. Not a good week for Cruz at all. They're saying Trump won the week. Uh, how how impactful is her is her uh, endorsement? Is it, is it, uh, you know people are talking about that. But here's the deal: there's been a lot of fighting. What have you guys been seeing on social media? Maybe at mm-hmm. at home. What are you noticing about what's transpired after her endorsement? A lot of negativity, and mm-hmm. it's it's really it's sad because a lot of the same people that were humongous supporters of Governor Palin seem to feel that it's okay to just trash her now. And the very thing that they hated during the 2008 election that the liberals were doing to Governor Palin, they're doing the very same thing now, posting stupid videos about her and, and stuff. I mean, you know, of course, that's an L video. That was funny. But anyway, um, um, <laughs> but, I mean, just it, just just trashing her and, and, and everything and trashing the supporters, Trump supporters or, you know, or whatever. And, I, and it's just really sad because it's kind of like, why can't we just agree to, to, to disagree? You know, mm-hmm. and still just support each other for our decisions and respect yes. each other for our decisions. Respect the candidate that we chose to endorse. You know, now, whether you right. agree with them or not. You know, it's and like Jack- there's no, there's, just stop trashing. Now, Jackie, you and you were on uh, Breitbart uh, radio the other day because you are supporting Cruz, and yet you have maintained, you've been able to keep it classy. What's up with that? Uh, <laughs> must that be is that, a classy gal. Must, that's why. Must, right. be, must be that 
good old Kentucky upbringing, you know, that southern there upbringing. There you go. Uh, you know, as my mother always used to tell me, if you can't say something nice, you just don't say anything. But right. in, in all seriousness, I totally support Governor Palin, and I could just pretty much ditto everything that Christy just said. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't understand people who get on social media and and uh, they show themselves. That, that's what, mm-hmm. what, brought up, what they would, what they would call it. They show themselves. And, show them um, behind. <laughs> My heart would say they show me behind, or they tear, they tear, they tear their tail. Should it, we say? It just mm-hmm. makes it just makes me question. Um, well, why did you support Governor Palin? Mm-hmm. It's her endorsement to give. Mm-hmm. She's free mm-hmm. to give it the way that she sees fit, and it was a huge get for Donald Trump because as soon as that endorsement came in, you started looking at the numbers the next couple of days. You know, Trump's numbers are bumping up. Cruz's numbers are bumping down. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, to quote the famous Governor Palin, you know, polls are for strippers and skiers. So right. the polls that are, are going to count um, will be who actually turns up at these caucuses in Iowa and who turns out for these primary elections or elections in these other states. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh-huh. we start seeing, you know, the delegates um, – um, divvied up among the candidates, we will start seeing, I think, some of these candidates on the low end of the spectrum, 1%, 4%, 5%, you know, how long can they keep this up? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 too, wish people could just be more respectful, a little more classy, and really step back for a moment and and think about um, all the things and all the reasons that they, they fell in love with Governor Palin. I mean, you know, she got up on that stage and it, Here's someone I can identify with. It's a wife and a mother, and yeah, she right. kind of believes the things that I believe in. And mm-hmm. um, for me, she inspired me to run for office mm-hmm. because, right, right. You, exactly. You know, um, you know, look in our communities, find leaders. They're in your mm-hmm. church. They're in your PTA organizations. And I'm paraphrasing her. These are not my words, by the way. Um, right. and, and I think that we're all called to be servants. Uh, mm-hmm. In some way, and that might be whether it's helping your neighbor or serving in your church or serving, um, you know, in your in your local government or your state government. Right. So, um, hmm. yeah, yeah. I, 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 that inspiration is still there for me. Well, I exactly. Before we, before we take a break here, I am. I'm just to share my thinking because you both hit on some very important things. It's been ugly and it's been nasty. And the thing, first of all, I'm, I understand if you're if, if you're disappointed. They, particularly if you think that Trump is just like the bottom of the barrel and vulgar and and no conservative at all. I understand if you have such or had or whatever the case may be, such high regard for the governor, and you feel like she quote unquote let you down. Okay, be disappointed. You're you're entitled. But to bash, particularly again, these former quote unquote supporters. And so my message to them, you know, is this grow up. I'm seeing like Christian uh-huh. people post people posting videos, people having this and the thing that bugs me about this and I get heated about this is again, these people who at one point I say were riding the Palin gravy train some of them, you know, traveling to Alaska, smiling her in her parents' face. I'm just gonna be blunt. Smiling her face, standing in line to get a picture with her at the book signing, 
all this, that, and the other thing. And then because she did something that they don't agree with, instead of saying, you know what, I don't agree, um, I'm going to just do my thing, or you know what, I'm just going to pray for, for, if I think she's wrong, I'll pray for her, whatever the case may be, I'll pray for the nation. Instead of that, you take the trashing. That's the kind of thing that I don't like. Disagree without acting a fool and being a straight-up hypocrite after smiling in people's faces and riding the gravy train. Can I be Fairweather. Fairweather supporters. Amen. Yeah. yeah. If I could if I could relate a, a real quick story. In twenty twelve, yeah. uh, or as the presidential election came to twenty twelve, I think a lot of us really had great hopes and maybe expectations that Governor Palin would throw her hat in the ring. Yes. Yeah. And of course that night on Mark Levin when she said no that she would not be doing it and there was just this great sense of disappointment. Mm-hmm. I, I was disappointed for a long time. But I came to the realization that those were my expectations of her. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, that was that was my fault. That was my those those were my expectations. Now, uh, I think that people really need to step back, listen to a lot of things that have been said here tonight, uh, and look at the behavior and really analyze what they're doing to someone that they uh, they really want thought highly of, spoke highly of. Exactly. I'm in agreement. And, All right. They're, and their their um re, their thinking is that she's changed. She's not the same as she was in back in the day and whatever and that her 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 because fame they think that fame has changed her. And I'm like, she's the same person. She speaks exactly the same as she did in two thousand eight and two thousand twelve. You know, and uh but just because you don't agree and you're disappointed by her decision, you take to bashing her. That's a Fairweather supporter. Right. And it's, just, and it's just flat out rude. And, uh, and rude. It, says, it shows poor character and immaturity. And, you know, it says a lot more about, about those people than it does about us. But it should make us, it should, it says a lot more about those people than it says about her. And it should make us reflect where are you fit, placing your confidence in your faith. Again, we respect people, we listen to people, but ultimately they are not, we can't control people, you know? And so there's this element of wanting to control and and maybe they need to go read Going Rogue or something because there's no control going on there. All right. Well, they they label her a a backstabber, I suppose. And so we're going to go out with this, this little piece of that old song from the OJ's call uh, backstabbers. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Democrat race, in particular Hillary Clinton and uh, Bernie Sanders. The number, if you might want to jump into the fray, is 646-200-3715. So let's take a listen to backstabbers, just because. Before. That's Are I you like serious? it. <laughs> really? I've never heard of it. Yeah. 
That's deep, Christy King. That's really deep. Yeah. I know. Who, who well, is that? Who's it by? The OJs. The OJs. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't know who that is either. <laughs> You've heard of it, right, Jackie? Uh, you know, I would have never been able to name who it was by, but I have heard it. Okay. Yeah, great song. I great song. I wouldn't, able to, I wouldn't have been able to name it either had it not been in front of me. But, but uh, yeah, well acquainted. Okay, let's move on to to the Democrat race now. Bernie Sanders continues to gain ground on Hillary Clinton. He is, I mean, which is crazy when you think about it. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But she, uh-huh. you know, is considered a favorite. Bernie Sanders is a socialist. Like, wow. And in the polls right now, I mean, I'm looking at a poll where it says um, 2015 uh, nominee preference, Democratic nominee preference, Hillary Clinton at um, 49%, and he's up to 37%. And, uh, you know, the other dude, <laughs> O'Malley's at 1%. You know, and then there's the New Hampshire poll preference, Bernie Sanders at uh, at 56%, and uh, Hillary Clinton at 34%. And uh, that's he's you know of course he's that's his old that's his stomping ground so he would be expected to lead there, but um yeah I mean that's that's deep he is gaining ground and this is a socialist here and this is Hillary Clinton who is like all but crowned. I, they had a town hall last night and I want to play these short clips of key things that were said. She was put on the spot, by a young guy, and I cringed when I heard it. I'm going to play her piece, and then I'm going to play a short piece of Bernie Sanders talking. So listen up, ladies, and I'll get you to weigh in. Watch this moment. It feels like there's a lot of young people like myself um, who are very passionate supporters of Bernie Sanders, and I just don't see the same enthusiasm um, from younger people for you. Um, In fact, I've heard from quite a few uh, people my age that they think you're dishonest, um, Mm -hmm. but I'd like to hear from you. And why do you feel the uh, enthusiasm isn't there? Well, I think it really depends upon who you're seeing and talking to. Mm. That was cringeworthy. Um, Yeah. Yeah, talk Um, about Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, talk about a point-blank question, you know. Mm. Um, I think, though, I mean, what she said, it depends on who you're talking to. Um, I think that her supporters are over the age of 40, basically, Mm -hmm. maybe even 35. Mm -hmm. And so it's really going to depend. And, in fact, I was listening to uh, the evening news tonight, and uh, and his supporters supporters are mainly your college-age people. He's got a lot of college age people, and they and and they made the point tonight on the news that they were like, and those are really not the people that are real good about going to caucus or vote mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's like he may have that support, but when it comes down to it, are they going to get out? I mean, I don't mean this disrespectful, but are they going to get out and actually vote? Are they going to actually get out and caucus? Are they going to, you know? Yeah, whatever, well, he, you know. But, he, but so, he hit on something very important, though, Christy, and that and we can't gloss over that. He hit on the fact that people don't find her trustworthy, and they don't. No, right, right, no, you know? yeah, and it's with, true. With all, this stuff, <laughs> with all this stuff going on with the emails and stuff, and it's getting worse and worse, and she might be indicted, hmm, I don't know. All right, let's, let's listen to this takeaway from uh, Bernie Sanders at the town hall, and is this problematic for him? Because I can hear, I can just imagine 
in somebody's ad, Hillary Clinton's ad. But just to be clear, you are going to raise taxes to do this. Yes, we will raise. We will raise the. We will raise taxes. Yes, we will. But also let us be clear, Chris, because there's a little bit of disingenuity out there. We may raise taxes, but we are also going to eliminate private health insurance premiums for individuals and for business. Jackie, what, what do you think of that? Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, you know, it, it's called truth in advertising, I guess you could say. At, yeah. at least with at least with Bernie, he's laying it out there. He's telling you what he's going to do, and guess what? I believe him. Mm-hmm. That's the scary part. I believe That's him too. That's the scary part. And and you Why? know we we've seen the stories where what's he looking at? He's wanting a top uh, tax uh, percentage rate of like ninety two percent. Now, what what person in their right mind? I'm, I mean, I don't care if you are making a couple of million or three million, whatever he envisions mm-hmm. as rich. Mm-hmm. You want to give ninety two percent back in taxes? What incentive does that give you to to work hard? Right. Uh, but not. Yeah, but he's honest about it. He's. I That's mean, he's truth in advertising. And why he, he is? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead, Christy. I'm just saying he is actually the Trump of the left. He 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 says he says what he thinks, uh, and and it's like it it's uh, and just like it is on the right, it's like that on the left because again, getting back to it, people are tired of the politics as usual. They're wanting something different. Uh, they're wanting they're wanting non-establishment type of people. And right. so he is the he is probably the, the Trump on the left because right. he's he's kind of he he says what he thinks and right. and he's, he's yeah. pretty determined. Well, he's entrenched, of course, in the in the in, in the uh, in DC. But yeah, he's he's the transparent he's, one. He's, he's less the, he's yeah. le- right. He's less establishment than Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, well, she she's an establishment in and of herself. I see that yeah. we have a caller. <laughs> I'm going to take this phone call, and then we'll come back. Hi, you're on the right voice, caller. Hey, it's Linda. Hi, Linda. Hey, How Linda. Are you? How you doing? Ah, it's we're well. Good. You know what I think it's all about? I What's think that? Bernie's everybody's crazy uncle and, and everybody's <laughs> grandpa in that younger group, and mm-hmm. most of them don't rem- are, are are the me group anyway, so what he's saying resonates with them. Um, mm-hmm. It's like listening to your grandpa make jokes and have fun, <laughs> and, and 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 but Hillary's more serious about what she says, and most of them uh, she's not promising them anything, even though she's mm-hmm. a Democrat. She's not promising them, you know, free rides, free here. That's what they're listening to, and mm-hmm. that's my personal opinion. For what it's worth. And you're saying, uh, are you saying, Linda, are you saying that that's why the young people are taken to him also because they're being offered free this and free that, free education, et cetera? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think we have the me group right now from uh, possibly 18 to 30. I, I don't mean to insult anybody that age, but you know and I know what we read. And and there he's offering them everything they want, free college, free this, free this. They don't care how it gets there. Uh, they're, not, they're not thinking that far ahead. I remember when I was that young, I didn't think three days ahead of myself, you know, so right. they're not taking it that far ahead. So 
So consequently, he's offering everything. Uh, you and I, we, we do our research, we do our homework, and we know he, what. Number one, he can't get anything passed when he gets there. Uh, you know, with the uh, the Congress and the House. I say mm-hmm. that knowing what they they pass right now, but but he he's not going to be able to do everything he said. None of these people are. None mm-hmm. of them are. Cruz to to, to Trump, but the, they. And I think that he resonates with them the same way Trump does with the group the following him. He's talking. I, I don't remember who just said it, but he's plain yeah. talking. He says what uh-huh. he means. He, he doesn't bat around the bush. He doesn't. Uh, he's not so over prep like uh, Rubio is that that you, all you hear is what uh, what he wants you to hear. Mm-hmm. This man just says it. You know, you know what, Linda? and that's. Linda, you might have hit on exactly the answer to what we've been wondering about Trump, for example. Why conserv- Why does it seem to matter to conservatives about this or that? Maybe people really don't expect other most people to do most of what they said anyway, so you might as well have a Trump in there that that might get a little something done, like immigration reform or, you know, building that wall or whatever and making Mexico pay for it. Maybe they figure, you know, we'll get a little bit of what we want because we're not going to get most of it anyway, whether it's Trump or anybody else. I don't know what people are thinking. Thank you, though, for well, weighing I, in on that. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's maybe it because we're listening to someone that doesn't do the PC thing. He, they just talk. And so that's Bernie Sanders, you know, so – that's just, you know, that's what I feel when I hear all of this. I, mm-hmm. I don't okay. feel, yeah. You know, but all right. Uh, well, thank you, thank you, then, Linda. Okay, uh, uh, thank you for listening to me. Yeah. No. Thank you, Linda. So, okay. Bye, bye, girls. Bye, bye. Well, that's it. That's interesting. You know, that's interesting. And she made that same connection there that you made, Christy. Um, I'm going to ask you ladies a question and um, I just want I just want you to give me a name and I know this is probably hard but I'm going to ask you to do this just one name without any explanation <laughs> if it came down to if it came down to Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders and you had to cast a vote whom would that's, you vote that's, for? That's like, that's like asking do you want to eat the poison apple or do you want to eat <laughs> the poison berries? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That, and you got to pray before you eat either. So let's say your grace and then pray and then eat. So so we've got you've got uh, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, and you had to vote for one one name. Christy, what is it? Hillary. Okay, and Jackie. I, I, I'm thinking Hillary because they're telling us maybe her health isn't so good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that she would be out of here, huh? That's deep. Well, that's tough. <laughs> that's a bad answer. I understand, but yeah, that's that's. Wait uh, a minute. Wait a minute. Jackie got to give her a little excuse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, she just more. took that liberty. Um, and that. No, liberty. that's okay. It's just funny. <sighs> that's good. You know, and the thing the thing about it is that I find myself going, you know, I find myself rejoicing a little bit when I hear that that. Uh, that Bernie Sanders is gaining on her. And then I go, well, wait a minute. What am I thinking? He's a socialist. You know, I mean. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. You know, it's like, oh, but anyway. All right. I'm going to, uh, to play this little commercial and then we're going to come back and transition. We are uh, quickly run out of time. So stick with us through this. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you, A, put yourself in her shoes? <laughs> B, console her. Don't worry, sweetie. This is going to happen a lot. 
Or C, find her a new boyfriend. Nice single boys. <laughs> that was weird. As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Okay, you're back on The Right Voice, and as I said at the start of the show, sometimes we do go slightly into overtime, and that might be the case tonight, because I'm having I'm having a blast with Christy King and Jackie Siciliano on The Right Voice, and so we are just having some table talk, which we're going to be doing every last Tuesday of the month, just a plethora of things to talk about, but I want to transition from well, I say I want to transition from politics, but I suppose it may be considered somewhat political. Let's talk about the Oscars, the Academy Awards. Okay. Uh, we have this, yeah, we have this hashtag Oscars so white thing going on, and and a call from Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, um, to boycott the Oscars because for the second consecutive year you don't have any black actors or actresses nominated for um, Best Actor, Actress, or whatever. So I'm not a big movie buff, but I do know that the Academy Awards are are huge. And so I want to play an audio of actor Danny DeVito and his take on this whole issue with the Oscars, the call to boycott, the quote-unquote slight that um, black actors and actresses are getting. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate that the entire country and you know is a racist country and we so it's this is one example of uh, the fact that uh, even though some people have you know given great performances in movies they weren't even thought about so it's like you know, it's, we are we're living in a in a country that uh, discriminates and, and has cert, certain racial tendencies racist tendencies. And so sometimes it's manifested in things like this and it's illuminated. But just generally speaking, we're a racist. We're a bunch of racists. I, I applaud you. We are a bunch of racists. And it has manifested itself, says Danny DeVito, in the Oscar nomination process. Ladies? Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of- yeah, I'm kind of speechless on that one. Um, I know, I know, right? That's the way I am too. I'm just kind of like, you're basing your assumption of the country being racist ba- solely based on the nomination of some awards. Really? Hmm. I, I mean, that's just that's. I mean, things are so much deeper than this. You know, and to, I don't know. That's just that's 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 amazing. That just blows yes. my mind. Well, you know, is it a racist country? Well, sometimes there are racist people in this country. Sure, right. We we all wish it weren't that way, but people they make their decisions. They are raised a certain way. They for whatever reason, for mm-hmm. for experiences maybe they've had, mm-hmm. but to say that the entire country is racist now Mm -hmm. i I don't live in the world that danny devito lives in and you know we we don't work in that industry so we you know i don't know that any of us have any idea what what that's like um i I kind of feel sorry for him if if, if that's the way he sees our country Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it is. And you know, this after we elected Barack Obama twice. Um, I, I don't know how you how you. Sometimes I wonder when it comes to like liberals in particular, like do they really do they really see the world this way? Do they really believe it? That that, that we're just a bunch of racists. That's that's the. And I'm not saying that there are no. There, like you said, Jackie. I mean, obviously there are racist people. I I read racist comments about President Obama and about uh, his wife, Michelle Obama, and 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 I'm black. So in case y'all didn't know from my picture, but um, <laughs> you know, I'm black and I understand, I understand some things and I've experienced some some things, you know. But I wrote about this and I do a weekly column in the Southeast Missourian newspaper here, and I wrote about this because I'm thinking, you know what? If you have reason to if, you, if there's something racist going on in the academy, then it needs to be dealt with. But just throwing out accusations based on quota, I mean, that, that's not cool. I mean, we need to be looking – I, I just want to be judged based on my ability, not based on my color. So now the academy has changed the rules now, and they're going to double the number of minority voters. And, and I'm thinking, okay, well – so now there's pressure because we know next year there are going to be some black nominees. Y'all know that, right? I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to be because there's this pressure now. And I'm not saying that there shouldn't be. I'm saying that we cannot let race be the factor. That's not progress. Progress is not, well, we got to make sure we get a number of black people in. We got to make sure we get a number of Hispanic in. That's not progress. And, and don't quote Dr. King to me if that's your, you know, he said that we would not be judged. All he wanted was a fair playing field, right? And, and that's so right. So, but so it's like, don't nominate me because of my color. Nominate me because I'm the the actor or the actress that had the most talent in this particular year. Absolutely right. Isn't yeah. that the same? Exactly. Can't we draw the it's, same parallels? Mm-hmm. Adrian, right. Adrian, you said this. You said this the other night, Adrian. We were talking about this, um, and and then when a black actor gets or actress gets nominated to win an award is it are are they going to be like oh am i really that good or is it because i'm black right you know the, it's like it, just, it kind of muddies it muddies the actual um the, the talent outcome. it muddies the yeah. talent the outcome mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's, that's what we're going to probably – and, not, again, there are plenty of, of talented actors and actresses who deserve it. But now right. with this push and this pressure, if they get nominated, there's that asterisk over their, over their Oscar. Is this because they truly deserve it or did they feel the pressure from this boycott? Or, number two, if, if still they don't have enough nominees to satisfy the masses, will they be called sellouts? So now they got the black people in there, and they still didn't. Black people didn't vote for them either, so then they're a sellout. You know, I mean, it's just, it's difficult. But I want to stress, if there is actual racism that's proven, then deal with it. But just throwing the accusation out, I, I just have an issue, obviously, with, with that. That's the problem. That's the problem. Right. So, yeah, um, Oscar so white, hashtag Oscar so white. We'll see what happens. I know Chris Rock still intends to be there. He still intends to host. But I just think it's a, it's just sad because as far as we have come I feel like we are going backwards and backwards and uh, it's really a sad thing which brings me to as we as we come toward the end here which brings me to next month which is February which is Black History Month and I'm I, listen I'm the only black one in this conversation right now so 
I'm going to ask you ladies this. I'm, and I've struggled with Black History Month at times, the concept of it. But I have found that, if I may say white people, I know it kind of sounds weird to say that, but I've found even more so lately that white people seem to be really offended by the concept of Black History Month. And I don't know where you two stand on it, but I'm curious as we go into overtime here uh, for a little while. What are your thoughts on Black History Month, and why do some people seem to blow a gasket whenever you talk about Black History Month? I have no idea what someone would blow a gasket. Am I offended? No. Mm-hmm. You know, keep, yeah. keep, teach, keep teaching teachers. Teach, mm-hmm. As long as they're teaching history, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I same here. I mean, I don't see that it's a big deal. I think it's, well, I mean, it is a big deal because they're actually doing it, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the, in the same, I mean, my thought, I'm kind of thinking this through out loud, but in the same breath, they should be teaching black history all year through, you know, right. um, and right. not just picking February to talk about Frederick Douglass, you know. Right. Um, I mean, it's mm-hmm. something, and, and I and I have to admit, I don't really, whenever, I mean, I was in school 25 years ago um, in high school or whatever, and I don't remember hearing anything about Frederick Douglass. I mean, Martin Luther King, yes. Yeah, he but, was I mean, like the only one, right? Yeah, right. It was like he was the only only black figure that I can truly remember. I didn't really learn about people like Frederick Douglass until what, in the past few years. Mm-hmm. You know, and honestly, Adrian, probably because of you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what these people did. In fact, I remember going down to the wall, the Mississippi River here in Cape Girardeau, and we went down to the wall, and um, it, it wasn't Frederick Douglass on the wall. Who was it? Help me. Um, I think Langston Hughes is on the wall, isn't he? Isn't Langston Hughes? He's from Joplin. Yes. Joplin, Missouri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joplin, Missouri, right. And I'm like, and we're going down and we're looking at the people on the wall. And you're like, oh, Langston Hughes. And then you started quoting that poem that you had, uh, that you had quoted to me, the, the Crystal Stair, right? Is that the name of it? Yes, yes, yes. It's yes. right for me. And I was crystal. like, oh, wow, I, I, didn't, I didn't know about him or I didn't know his place is a, you know. And I, yeah, so I mean, really, technically, we should be teaching black history anyway. They should be incorporated with our regular history. So they don't have to right. pick a Black History Month. Bottom line, mm-hmm. right? And I believe ultimately, when it was when it started off as, as Negro History Week, and then eventually by Carter G. Woodson, and then eventually uh, became uh, Black History Month. That was the intent. It was never intended for it to continue to be a necessity. But because it did not seem to go into the mainstream, it uh, it has um, you know it, it was necessary. I, some would say not. I don't know, but. I'm going to talk more about this in the in the coming weeks during Black History Month and my own struggle mm-hmm. with it. Um, so that's interesting. Okay, um, moving on here as we close, ladies. I want to just quickly mention before I ask you for some wacky and happy news. I want to um, talk about really quickly mention Planned Parenthood. We know that there has been investigations going on. They were on video uh, allegedly. It seemed kind of obvious, uh, I don't know, negotiating over the price of aborted baby body parts and just so just sick, really. 
And uh, the, in Texas, the grand jury uh, issued, um, they did not indict Planned Parenthood at all. Instead, those for the Center, for Medi- Center of Medical Progress, they were indicted. And so this is kind of interesting. I ask you to just, we don't have time to get into all of it, but those who are doing investigative reporting on the issue have been indicted, whereas Planned Parenthood has been cleared. How interesting. It's just plain asinine. I mean, Mm -hmm. bottom line, because it's like the things that those people were doing, the undercover Mm -hmm. stuff, Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of undercover journalism that everybody does when they're trying to uncover right. some right. big span, scandal or some big, I don't know, not scandal, but you know what I'm saying. But oh, they're yeah. Trying to, they're, they're undercover, and they, are, right. they use the same exact tactics, you know, the fake IDs, telling that they're, yes. from, right. that they're from some place, that, you know, whatever, and, and, diff, and fake uh, uh, job titles and whatnot, you know, right. and it's like, but yet, they get it. That's just it. Just that's just stupid. In, that is, it is a judge that has an agenda. Now, exactly, Jackie. Speaking of an agenda, Jackie, did you hear about the member of the DA, the district attorney staff, being on the Planned Parenthood board? Yeah, I, I did, and, and and to me, that just absolutely blew me away. It was one of those moments where you know you you read the news, you hear the news, you're going, what? How could that yeah. be? Right. Um, Conflict of interest, big time. Absolutely. And I, yes. I'll tell you, um, something I read today or yesterday um, from Dan Bongino, and I don't know if you guys uh, yes. watch his post and listen to him when he sits in for Mark Levin sometimes and things like that, mm-hmm. but he really nailed it with this one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, essentially, if you're a conservative group and you're trying to get your ducks in line with your paperwork, the IRS is coming after you. If you're a conservative news outlet, you've got the Department of Justice on 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 your high end. If you're, you know, religious liberty, you've got um, HHS coming after you. So mm-hmm. I think that this really just falls in line with with what we've seen the last few years. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. Yeah. You know what? It's, yeah. I'm, it's I'm, I'm just like shaking. Today. Yes, and I and I heard that this this fact that this member. Um, was on a Planned Parenthood board was just divulged in only last week, so that's just crazy. But um, yeah, wow, I'm I'm blown away. Yeah, you, they're not going to be in, indicted, based, even though we all saw with our own eyes what was going on there. But but those who are trying to uncover this, um, they're they're the ones that are going to be on the fire. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. Listen, ladies, we always like the listeners. We like to end the show uh, with some wacky or happy news. And so I am going to throw the ball over to uh, to Christy, first of all, before yes. I get to Jackie. You've got wacky or happy news? I've got, it's kind of a little of both, but I think it's more happy news than it is wacky news. All right, lay it on us. Yes. In Alabama, in Elkmont, Alabama, that's not a name for you, Elkmont, <laughs> Um, this girl, this young girl, let her bloodhound out to go potty. Mm-hmm. And he saw a bunch of people running by. He jumps into a half marathon, runs the half marathon, and got, he got like seventh place in the half marathon. He ran the whole marathon 
and got and they went ahead and gave him a medal because he got seventh place. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And the guy said wow. this guy his name Jim this guy named Jim he was he was one of the runners, and he said he said quote she would run off to romp through streams and into yards to sniff around for a while, and then he said every time I thought she had dropped off to go back home. I would hear her coming up behind me, and she would race past me up to the two leaders. So this bloodhound <laughs> ran a half marathon and got a seventh-place medal. Isn't that wow. fun? Wow. <laughs> that is fun. It's fun and wacky, like you said, happy and wacky. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. and she's so cute. She's so cute. They got a picture of her here, and she's got her little red medal on, and she's just posing like she just thinks she's all that. I just thought that there was just a cute little story. Yeah, she's all that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she she is. media. She made the news. <laughs> That's right. That's great. What about you, Jackie? Wacky or happy? Oh, I went with happy. Uh, found this great story on uh, foramerica.org. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, you probably saw the weather that we had on the East Coast oh, yeah. over the weekend. And it seems that there was a student group that was uh, going home after the March for Life, and they got stuck on the Pennsylvania Pennsylvania Turnpike. Mm-hmm. So um, they didn't have a lot of things to do, but they did something really wonderful. They built an altar out of snow. They had mass on the side of the highway. And um, this this particular article, they compile a lot of Instagram photos and Facebook, but one of the Facebook uh, posts, one of the girls is sending a message home to an aunt or a mother, and Apparently, the bus driver at the end says, I want you guys to know I am not of your faith, but I am the co-pilot. The Lord is the pilot. Wow. So that story really made my heart sing, and I hope it uh, does the same for those listening tonight. That's beautiful. Impromptu. That's a great story. Yes, it is. Well, um, as as we as we get close to closing here, I do have, I have uh, some happy news, actually. And so, first of all, Speaking of the weather, this is just great. We have an Iraq veteran who turned his wheelchair into a snowplow to help his neighbors. Yeah, isn't that cool? Um, That's awesome. Yes, and he said that uh, his neighbors had been there for him when he went through uh, brain cancer. He had lost his leg and he fought brain cancer, and his neighbors stood by his side. He said they supported him with his struggles, and so he felt like that was his way of giving back. And he said, I quote, it's very gratifying. It's nice to know you're appreciated. But even if I didn't get any response from anyone or nobody said thank you, I'd still do it. And you can, and there's a picture. We covered it on Breitbart, a picture of him with his wheelchair, and he's got a plow on the end of it there, and it's really, really cool. So That's uh, awesome. Isn't that isn't that wonderful? That and the and I have to share he, one more thing. Yes, Chrissy. I was just saying. I was just saying. It made him feel. It made him feel needed, and he he was giving back. That's that's cool. Absolutely. And my second story is. I don't know if you saw it, but Chick Fil A. Love Chick Fil A. Well, a homeless man. This this man put on Facebook. Um, what he saw at Chick Fil A. His name is Joey Mustaine. He was at Chick Fil A with his daughter. And he saw a man, a homeless man with his huge backpack, and he's unkempt, and his hair is a mess. And he comes in, and I guess he goes up to the to the counter, and he asks them if they had any, quote, unquote, extra food for him. Okay, so the store manager comes out from the counter, 
takes the homeless man aside, all right, and he tells him, the Mustaine heard him say that the manager said that he, he'd love to give him a full warm meal. He didn't want to just give him scraps. He didn't want to give him extras. He wants to give him a full warm meal. He said the only thing he required was that the man let him pray with him. And he said oh, he, didn't wow. take, yeah, he didn't take him to the back. I, I got tears in my eyes when I first read this. I put this on Facebook today. He, he said he, um, the man didn't take him to the side, didn't kind of hide him off. He prayed. He said he laid hands on him. He prayed with him right on the spot. And uh, he said he didn't scoot him out to the side. And the man, and you can see a picture there on Breitbart where that man, where the man is praying for him. And what was so beautiful, Mustang wrote on Facebook, he said, as busy as they were, the manager stopped then and there, laid his hand on the man and proceeded to pray. I heard love in that prayer. The homeless man wasn't some untouchable stain on business. He was the reason that store opened its doors this morning or any morning. And he went on to say that he knows that Chick-fil-A doesn't simply do business for profits. They do business to truly minister. And he was so grateful because he said he tried to teach his daughter life lessons, but then he ended his post by saying, he said, I love teaching my daughter life lessons, and I also love being there to watch other Christians teach her life lessons Thank you, Chick-fil-A, for taking care of the latter today. And that is so powerful, and it brought tears to my eyes. Happy news wow. in crazy, crazy world, ladies. Oh, yes. wow. Yes, yes. I like ending with happy. Wacky's good, too, but I like I like the combination of them. Ladies, um, we are uh, over – we are over time. We are in overtime, as we often do, on The Right Voice. I'm just so grateful to have both of you. Jackie, Christy and I are doing this um, every month, but it's been a pleasure having you join our little crazy, crazy, uh, I don't know, crazy, crazy thing here we got going on, whatever you want to call it, our table talk. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Many, many thanks for asking me to join you tonight. It's been wonderful, ladies. Absolutely. Yes, it was a lot of fun. Yes, and so uh, God bless you both. And uh, we're going to head out of here. And thank you, listeners. I want to remind you um, that we are on social media, okay? I'm, I, I'm, um, I lost two listeners. I lost two followers on Twitter. I don't know if that's good or what. But, you know, you have a look at your numbers and you realize you're retreating. So somebody's computer has a glitch or something. So I need some people to make up for me there. All right? On Twitter. <laughs> We are at the Right Voice One on Twitter and Facebook. We are on the Right Voice Radio, um, and so we are back next Tuesday. And uh, have a wonderful week. Monday, Iowa caucuses. Keep your eyes tuned to to what's going on in the country. Keep our prayers lifted up. All right. All right. I um, am going to go out with a song from Mandisa. I was honored to be able to speak to the Grammy Award winner uh, today in an interview for uh, an article, yes, and uh, and I have a little bit of more of an understanding because she gave some background information on on uh, on some of these songs. So if I can find it here, I'm going to go out with her song, Stronger. All right, ladies, if I can't find it, I'm just going to go out. <laughs> <laughs> Over and out. Over and out. All right. Night-night. Good night. Your world ain't
the best. 